and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. This is my 2021 book review. And I kind of alluded to some of this on the last podcast. So if you're not interested in um, paranormal romance novels, paranormal novels, um, and kind of a smattering of of sci-fi and other things, um, skip this podcast. Just skip. (laughs) Move along. Um, So I tried to kind of map out, you know, where I started and where I ended for the year with my books. And instead, I kind of decided to lump together series because what ended up happening was I ended up um, on like some I'd pick an author and then I would go through and I would read large portions of their body of work. And so that would mean kind of a whole series, you know, in a chunk, especially if I could. Sometimes I couldn't because I rotated in something else, but in general, that's what I did. So the first thing I wanted to start off with was Dakota Cassidy and her series, None of Your Business. Um, So there are five total books in this series And I really wish that there were more. I'm not sure if she's intending to write any more or not. I really enjoyed this series and I enjoyed it for, first of all, it's humor. And second of all, um, the quirkiness that pops up kind of throughout it. So the main character was a nun who um, basically had kind of been taken over by a demon she now is more normal than demon, but the demon pops up every once in a while. And the quintessential thing from this story that, you know, if you're into kind of those humorous kind of paranormal stories is um, she was kicked out of the nunnery for mooning. The, the demon took over and she mooned a bunch of people. And so it's got some just kind of quirky funness to it. Of course, you know, kind of the, the underplot of this story is, um, you know, they solve murders, um, her and and she has a demon. They open a tattoo parlor, um, and there there's always like the love story underneath. But it's it's super fun, really fast, um, great series. And from there, she has this accidental series. And I've made it through the first three of the accidental series, and it's kind of like accidentally became a werewolf, accidentally became a vampire, those types of things. And I want to say there's there's something like twenty in this series, and you know, only having gone through the first three. They are not cookie cutter as of yet. Um, however, I would say that they don't draw me, right? Like I didn't, I didn't finish one and be like, oh my God, I have to, I have to read the next one. So with that being said, you know, I probably will read more of the accidental series this year. I'm not giving them, you know, kind of a low rating. I'm just saying that they're not as, um, they don't pull me in nearly as much as some of the others. So then there was this whole series, um, I think there's five in total, called The Magic Midlife Crisis. And I, I went through two of these. And, you know, I often, if it's a free download or if it's in Kindle Unlimited, I'll download it and then read it. Um, the first one, it, it pulled me in a bit, but the second one, less so. And it hasn't even spoken to me enough that I want kind of the third book. And so I thought the story was sort of interesting. I liked the fact that the main character, you know, has a grown son, she got divorced, she's an adult woman, you know, as I've kind of um, covered in other podcasts, I don't really enjoy when it's always like a 20 something, you know, or even, you know, a 30 something who, you know, she's a 30 something who looks like she's 21. Um, Sometimes I like having more mature characters. And um, it definitely had that going for it, but didn't draw me back in. 
So as some of you may have remembered from my interview with Kristen Painter, um, I had gone through and read every single one of her books, right? And including, you know, even some fan fiction, right? Um, just in love with Kristen Painter. And I ended up on the Happily Everlasting series because there was a book in there by her. And so I started at the beginning because that's the type of person I am. And I made it all the way through. And in doing that, it pulled me into Mandy Roth. And, you know, Mandy Roth um, just has a ton of other books that I have gone through. So I'll get to some of those series in a bit. But because of the Happily Everlasting series, that's how I ended up there. Now, the Happily Everlasting series um, also, I would say folds into the Unlucky Valley series by Michelle Pillow, who had done one of the stories in the Happily Everlasting series. And it's kind of got some crossover of characters. I like both series a lot because the characters are insanely flawed. Um, and what they see and what happens to them is always difficult and so instead of being one of these things where it's like a character who only kind of has like one thing that's kind of wrong with them, these characters to me kind of seem like not only are they human in that they have a number of issues, but it's even worse than that, right? Like they're just, they're categorically flawed. And with the crossover between the two series, it really flowed well. So um, I, I I cannot recommend them enough. They both were really, really fun. And I really like when you are reading a series that's written by a number of different authors because of the tone and the style and the pacing of each of those authors. And so um, when they have a series like that, where it's got, you know, a number of different authors, I, I think it also helps because I find folks that I really enjoy reading. Right. So um, Mandy Roth came out of that and so did Michelle Pillow. Um, and they were, they were both just, you know, stellar. So one of the things that I had done was, you know, when I listen to an audiobook and there's somebody who I love, right? Like I'll click on that person and see other books that they have read. And so that led me to Molly Harper. And I went through and Molly Harper has this Mystic Bayou series, which has five total books in it. And that series is cookie cutter. It is very cookie cutter. And sometimes when I'm just kind of in a blue place, a cookie cutter um, paranormal romance book is exactly what I need, right? Like I don't, I don't need anything more than that. It's just, it's fluff and it's fun. Um, this book is kind of about like a, a magical rift where people who are near it are, are kind of people who were human are becoming um, supernaturals. It's got supernaturals in it. Um, basically each of the characters who isn't single ends up hooking up with somebody by the end of the fifth book. Um, I don't know if there's any more of these books coming out, but when you're just kind of like looking for something that uh, isn't going to be too overstimulating, it isn't going to have crazy graphic sex scenes, it's not going to have crazy graphic violence, but it will suck you in from page one and you'll want more at the end. Um, that to me anyways, is the Mystic Bayou series by Molly Harper. Um, when I got into Molly, then I went through and, and she's got a, a series called the Naked Werewolf series. And it's, I read the first book. It's silly. It's fluffy. I didn't read the next two. I'll probably pick those up this year. Um, it was fun. Again, pretty fast pace takes place in Alaska. And it's about a lady who moves up there from the South and, and basically meets a werewolf. Fun though, um, fun, but on, more on the silly side, I would say, um, than any of the others. 
Then I found the Jane Jameson series. Now the Jane Jameson series is about, again, by Molly Harper, um, is about this girl, Jane Jameson, who becomes a vampire who doesn't, you know, um, it's got humor in it in that she's fired from her job. Her car breaks down. She's walking down the side of the road and the local redneck, um, thinks it's a deer and shoots her. She's dying and a vampire turns her. So, um, there is a lot of kind of, uh, in the early books, kind of turmoil over her being a vampire. Um, but her love of books, since, you know, she was a librarian is always there and she ends up working at an occult bookstore. Um, I like the Jane Jameson books. They are not as fluffy as some of the others. However, there are a few characters. So there's a character named Dick Cheney, who's actually a um, vampire. And there's a, a few of the characters who, who are just humorous enough that as you're reading it, you, you can't stop laugh, right? Um, and and that I, I really enjoy. So these stories take place in a place in the South called Half Moon Hollow. And so um, she then has a series actually called Half Moon Hollow. And I've read two of the books in that series. And they take um, kind of side characters and flush them out as full characters, where the full characters are still kind of around the stories as well. Um, and again, right, I, I really enjoy that kind of world. I enjoy the pace of these novels. Um, they're not as, I would say, you know, fluffy. They're not as cookie cutter as Mystic Bayou. Um, so my guess is it probably takes her a bit more time to write them, but um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, so I'm kind of going through the, the list here. Um, the next series is Bewitchingly Ever After um, by Mandy Roth and Grim Cove. Um, so both of those I read through and thoroughly enjoyed them. And then I'm looking through here to see if there's any more by Mandy. I think that's everything from Mandy that I went through this past year. Um, so I definitely was, you know, chugging through a lot of, of her um, of her library. You know, of course, in the midst there, I, I toss it up and I read something like Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, which if you have not read is just stellar. Um, it is a space novel in that there are um, aliens it is written in such a way that, you know, towards the end of the book, I'm gutted, right? Like I'm so invested in these characters that I'm gutted. And um, he finds a way to make a satisfying end. And that is one of the things that I would say a, a, true, a true storyteller knows how to do, right? And if you've gone through and read any of Andy Weir's books, you'll you'll know that that's kind of um, his thing, right? So um, that you'll feel like it's hopeless and then, you know, it, it, it will turn around somewhat, right? Like it's never a happy ending, but it, but it will, you know, turn around, um, which, you know, I, I really liked. So tossed in there, these aren't series, but these are books that I kind of went through that I rather enjoyed. There's Mystic Guests by Leanna Leeds. And it is, um, you know, uh, a lady who um, is kind of down on, um, I, I wouldn't say she's down on her luck, but she moves back to her hometown. And um, she was an orphan there. And she starts up a like art studio in the basement and she has like an apartment above. And the basis for the, the story is that um, she finds a dead body in the wall and her little tiny small town is kind of run by gangsters. Um, I only read one in this series. I did enjoy the first one. And as you'll notice, there's quite a few um, mysteries. I think, you know, as I've said before, I think they're referred to as cozy mysteries in my, 
in my series of books. Um, but Mystic Guests um, by Leanna Leeds was it was a, it was a rather good read. Now there are other ones that pop in here, like A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. Um, and I'm trying to see what the other one is there. Oh, and the once and future witches, um, by Alex Harrow. So of course, you know, um, they both have witches in the title. The first one, a discovery of witches is kind of about this union of vampires and witches and traveling through time. And, um, I think there's other books within that series. I found the book good, but not captivating enough to make me want to read the second one. Right. Um, the Once and Future Witches by Alex Harrow, um, the world that is created there is just mind-blowing. Like it's just, it's mind-blowing because you're really immersed in it. I will say that it's deep enough and it's dark enough in places and um, it, it it pulls at the heartstrings enough that I couldn't read the next book. <laughs> um, maybe at some point I will, um, but I definitely prefer more fluff you know, um, cotton candy to things where, you know, children are in danger and family members are in danger and those types of things where I genuinely, I get like this feeling in my gut of just dread and doom. Um, and I know in a lot of the novels by the end that gets resolved, but I don't like feeling that way. And so, um, I'll go through and read it and I will really enjoy it, but I have a hard time. I can't, I can't just go and just, read, 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 read those types of stories. Um, I need breaks from them and I definitely need fluff in the middle. Um, all right. So then there is this series called the Merry Ghost in series by Kate Kingsbury. And the first one is dead in breakfast. And it, I only read one in this series. It's about opening up a bed and breakfast. It's a grandma and her daughter or grandma and her and her granddaughter. And they find a skeleton in a wall and they have to solve the mystery. Um, as you can tell, I think a lot of these have similar themes. And as a matter of fact, I would have, I would be hard pressed to pick out kind of which storyline was which storyline being like, Oh, found a dead body in the wall. Oh, found a dead body in the wall. Yeah. The characters are slightly different, but again, kind of fluffy. I don't think I would give it, you know, a super high rating, but you know, if you're looking for kind of a, a laying by the pool or by the beach, um, you know, worth, worth a read, worth a read. So then I went through it and I read um, the queen of the Dead series by Michelle Sagara. Now I've talked about Michelle Sagara before. She creates incredibly elaborate worlds and her characters are always um, quite intense. So with her, I do really love her stories. However, I definitely need breaks in between them. Queen of the Dead was a bit too teenagery for me. So the main character is a teenage girl. Um, it didn't It didn't pull me in nearly as much as um, some of her other novels. And so it was good. However, I wouldn't say stellar, right? So it it didn't it didn't pull me to the point where I was like, I have to keep reading or where I'm wondering, is she going to write more? I mean, that's really what it is for me. If I get to the end of a book and I am just begging for more, I think that tells you that, that they've pulled you in, right? So there's a couple books. I want to say there's two, maybe three um, by Mandy Roth, that um, are the Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. They're kind of shorter novels. They are, if you are looking for a paranormal romance with like hot, hot, steamy sex scenes, um, I would recommend these books. If that is not your, your <laughs> the thing you enjoy, um, don't go there. Don't go there because it may just make you blush in public, right? Like I just be like, ah, I just can't read it. 
So, right, with all of that kind of mixed in there, one of the people who I read heavily this year was Daniel Garrett. So I read all of the Beachwood Harbor Magic series, which there's 12 books within that series. Then there's kind of a spinoff, which is Beachwood Harbor Ghost Mysteries. Um, And again, there's crossover between the characters, which, you know, I love. And there's seven books in that series. And then there's this other series called The Nine Lives Magic, um, which is, there's three books so far in that series. And, you know, for each of these, I really hope that she's going to continue writing them. Um, But the thing with The Nine Lives Magic is that there is a cantankerous cat in the story. And um, the story, the, the, the character's name is Celine and, um, she is hilarious. I mean, she's hilarious. She knows how to push people's buttons. She talks, right? So I guess that I should start off with that. She talks and everybody can understand her. Um, and you know, she was a familiar of the aunt of the main character or the aunt is missing. And so she's with the main character while they try to look for the aunt. And so, you know, there's always like this, this overlaying plot. And so the overlaying plot, like in the first book, is um about a murder um but the underlying plot is that the aunt is missing and then they continually try to find her aunt um it is just laugh out loud fun 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 i cannot say enough about how fun they were um then there is um so for again for those of you who've listened for a while alona andrews i love um However, you know, some of her series, by the time you get to the end of them, they should have wrapped up a book or two ago, right? Like, I, I feel like they went on way too long. And so I read The Kinsman Universe, which there's three novels in that, and then Hidden Legacy, and there's three novels in that. The Kinsman Universe, um, it, it, it takes place in the same planet, but from different characters' perspectives in each novel, and so, there, and there's no crossover of characters. Um, there might be a little crossover in maybe the third book, but um, the world is created like instantly. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you read the first one, and and she, she and him. It's it's a husband and wife team. They build it just instantly, and it's magnificent. So I really loved the Kinsman universe. Now, Hidden Legacy. Um, is about, you know, there being magic in the world and having these kind of primes and these, these people who have more magic than other people. And in, in this, in that book in particular, I think what I really loved and and what Alona Andrews does more so than even some of the other authors I've read is have a strong female character who is very realistic, right? So you can always create a strong female character who um, is so badass that there isn't any you can't, you can't relate to them, right? Like they're just way too badass. And in the hidden legacy, the main character is human enough that, um, I feel like you can relate, right? Like she just, she's very relatable and, um, you know, there's always that underlying romance, right? There's always kind of some romance in there. And I don't feel like she made you wait too long for the character to figure out really what she wants and needs. And so I liked that quite a bit. Um, I did go through and read Southern Ghost Mister Hunter's Mystery um, by Angie Fox. I read two books in that series, and it's about a lady who um, runs away from the altar. She's marrying a super wealthy guy in the Deep South, 
And she runs away from the altar because he was hitting on her sister and he, you know, is planning on cheating on her. And then his wealthy family sues her and she loses basically everything except for her house. And in her house, she then, um, while basically cleaning it out, meets a ghost and she solves murder mysteries. There's some civil war aspect and some gangster aspects of the story. It's fun. Um, I wouldn't rate it nearly as high as some of the other series, but I probably will go through and, and read a few more in there. There's also the Sugar Shack Witch Mysteries. I went through two of those. Those were very fun and very quick reads. It's the main character um, has been fired from her job, so she comes back home. She's working at the family's Sugar Shack, and uh, it's in this small little town. And um, again, really great fun. Now, from some of the previous podcasts, you do know that I read the book Goodbye Things, right, on minimalism. Now, and I think I even mentioned one of the other podcasts where I like I've, I've read it multiple times. Um, I have yet to actually go out and see if there's any other minimalism books that I feel the need to actually read because I feel like I got so much from Goodbye Things that I don't, I don't feel like I need anything else, right? So um, that may just be standalone for me. And who knows, I may actually go through and read it again this year. You know, we'll just have to see. Um, I did read the um, Magic and Mayhem by Robin Peterman. The Vampires Knitting Club, I, I read two books in that. Um, Vampires Knitting Club, it's not... I don't feel that the characters are real enough for me. I feel like they are... Um, I Honestly, I just feel like they're fictional. And the story isn't... Um, they're not written well enough for me to, to feel like I have to read more, right? Like that's always, I think the other indicator, right? Like if I finish up book two and I'm not just chomping at the bit for the next book, eh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not really, not really speaking to me. So for the kind of the strange and, and I would say like the, the out there books or the odd books I read, um, I read, well, I, I actually started off the year by reading Pest Control, which was a book that I had read probably a good decade or 15 years ago and um, really enjoyed rereading it. Um, and of course, then I read the second book in that series, which is called The Exterminators. Highly recommend both. Really well written. Um, but then from there, you know, I got into, there was this book called The Florida Man by Mike Barron. Completely bizarre, right? Like we're talking, it's just out there, Right. Um, Mothbusters, which is about like, um, you know, the, the deep South and hunting for Mothman, right? Um, I read True Stories from a Parallel Universe and, um, and it was, you know, just crazy funny, right? And, um, and lastly, you know, to, to pull in kind of my, my desire for good sci-fi, I read every single book that J.S. Morin put out this past year um, and wrapped up Astral Prime, which was kind of like another offshoot of one of his series. Um, I would actually say, I don't think there's anything that he could put out that I couldn't read fast enough. I really love J.S. Morin. And so if you're looking for just stellar sci-fi where the characters are fantastic and you believe it wholeheartedly, um, that's J.S. Morin. So he has different species from all over the galaxy and, you know, including these little monkey guys who are called Laku. And, you know, in my mind, I never questioned that they're not actually real, right? Like they're written so well 
that I, I honestly can't get enough of um, J.S. Morin's books. So that is, in a nutshell, my um, 2021 books in review. I hope that you found it useful. I hope more than anything that maybe there is a book or two in this list that just super calls to you and that that spurs you on to some series that you wouldn't have found otherwise. And really, the other thing that I would ask is that if I'm missing something by one of these authors, or if you know of an author who is um, quintessentially um, similar, uh, not similar, but you know what I mean? Like, when I go through and I read a book by Mandy Roth, um, Molly Harper pops into my head because, you know, she has books that are equally as appealing to me. And it's kind of the same with, you know, Kristen Painter. And um, so if you have other suggestions for books that are kind of within the same genre that you think that I might really enjoy, um, please drop me a line, let me know. And of course, I would love to go through and binge read them because that's pretty much what I like to do. So with that, I hope that you are having a excellent beginning of the year. I hope that you have gone through to set some intentions if you've listened to some of the previous podcasts. And I can't wait to catch you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in.